0: Welcome back to another episode of She's All That. I cannot believe it's almost the end of February, so this is going to be our second episode of She's All That, and it's absolutely insane. I just feel like the spring semester always flies by so fast. It has been super, super busy between work and starting the podcast and school. Everything is going by in a freaking blur. I can't believe I'm about to be a junior soon. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share why I'm going to be talking about productivity. So I recently finished the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and if you haven't read it yet, I would 100% recommend. I loved everything that he had to say, and it definitely breaks down, like, habits to a T. Like, if you don't understand anything about them, just reading the book will help you break bad habits and form new ones. So in general, I've been trying to work on myself my like overall wellness like both physically and mentally. So, my goals for myself this year are to get more in tune with myself and how I'm feeling. I just think that a big part of this is being productive. As a college student, I can feel so overwhelmed all of the time. There's always some deadline that's coming up, exams, assignments, projects. Being productive is necessary for life as a college student, but I think that a way that we define productivity needs to change from just getting school or work done. So I went ahead and Googled the definition of productive in the Merriam-Webster diary, sorry, dictionary. (laughs) And um, the first definition is having the quality or power of producing, especially in abundance. So we as a society use the term productive to mean producing a certain amount of work or completing a list of tasks, which is the correct definition of the word. But we can also define productive as producing happiness in abundance or tranquility in abundance. And I think that we kind of just need to reframe our own idea of being productive because there's a point where it gets to be too much for any human to handle like we're not set to be hundred percent productive every single day and as nice as that would be as efficient as that would be it just isn't healthy that means we're not prioritizing our family relationships like we got into last episode or our own mental wellness or seeking out hobbies which I feel like is so important so yeah So today, I wanted to talk about ways of achieving productivity. So the first one I wanted to get into is I just recently put a screen time limit on my phone. So I used to be on my phone for about six to eight hours a day. That is an insane amount of time to be entertained by a cellular device. I just genuinely cannot believe that I used to spend that much time on my phone. So I did that to increase my own productivity. I put a two-hour uh, two time limit on my phone for Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. Um, my stepmom actually has a timer on my siblings' phones, my younger siblings' phones, and while they hate it, I, I, I understand why she does it because I think we're just so consumed by content that is constantly being put out. And not only that, but it's just like it's so harmful to us because I feel like I've wanted things that I don't even need just because someone that I like, like an influencer or something, is posting about it. Like, I want this makeup product that I've never heard of, or this water bottle, even though I have about 20 million of my own. So I think it's kind of like taught us to over, I guess, just like be materialistic and just over consume. So that's one reason why I put my screen time limit on my phone, but I also need to put <laughs> Pinterest and LinkedIn onto that because I, because I haven't been using the other apps, Like, and if I wanna be on my phone, I'll just scroll on those apps, and those apps are easily available to me, so I, I do need to hold myself accountable and put that on there as well. But um, this has allowed me to be more in the moment I just have this set up because I feel like I'm I'm so addicted to scrolling on my phone. It just keeps me constantly entertained, and that's not a good thing because being constantly stimulated can be as dangerous as an addictive behavior or drug use or a gambling addiction, according to Science Daily. So I'm able to get more work done, take time for self-care since I'm not occupied by my phone, nearly as much as I used to be. So that's definitely good. The other thing that I've been doing is to break my large assignments into smaller tasks. So I'm the biggest procrastinator. I used to say that I work better under pressure, but I just do not think that is true. It is actually that I know that I have to get the assignment done in the last hour, so all of my attention goes to that. I remember in high school, I had this, like, synthesis paper. It was, like, a, my first big paper ever. It was a 10-page paper, and I absolutely loved my um, English teacher that taught that class, but I did not start until, like, I think, 9 p.m. the night before it was due. That was probably one of the worst days of my life. I pulled an all-nighter. It was terrible. It had so many typos. I didn't know that I had to... I like handwrite write my citations. I just, I had, I had been stressing the week up to it about getting it done and then I didn't put this time aside to do it. So breaking up my larger assignments into smaller tasks has been so helpful. So if I just know that I have an assignment that is coming up that I'm dreading, then I'll do my best to alloc- allocate time for it in my schedule. So yesterday a friend of mine and I um, were like, oh, let's get started on our biochemistry homework. We only have four um, for just like the entire course. It's right before the exam. So we're like, let's work on it. And we ended up getting the whole thing done in less than two hours. So that was amazing. So sometimes you'll surprise yourself by just like being motivated and being like, I'm going to do this right now. Like you'll actually help yourself out and maybe even get it done beforehand. But even if you don't, Just setting up a little bit of time to get it started is gonna help you so much. So what I do is I'll make a note or a mental note of what I have to work on on a specific day. And so it allows me to produce better quality work. I have enough time to go back and edit something or review it with my peers or my TA, which is what I plan on doing with that homework assignment tomorrow. So I find that doing this has just not only yielded better grades, but also reduced my own stress. I just no longer have to stress or have anxiety about getting it done or even done well because I know I'll have given myself a fair amount of time to complete it instead of just rushing and saying, oh, well, I I did my best, but I didn't actually do my best unless I committed a fair amount of time to that assignment or that project or essay. So this is probably the most important thing that I'm going to talk about so if you take anything away from today it's that taking breaks is productive I know a lot of people are against taking breaks but the reality is if you do not give yourself breaks you will get burnt out like you just cannot like I said earlier you cannot constantly be working or producing like good quality like assignments or projects or whatever you're doing if you're doing it all the time so breaks can promote creativity so your mind is free to think about the task at hand and explore new ideas whenever I'm writing a paper and I take a break I find that I will have made a connection that I had not before just because I stepped away from it for like 10 minutes 20 minutes gotten lunch or went on a walk and that helped to just spark ideas and getting myself out of the like the pressure of the setting of sitting in front of my computer works wonders for me. So without breaks, your work will become subpar. That's just the reality. We're not machines that can produce work at the same standard every single time. You should not be constantly working. It's not good for your physical health or your mental health. So your productivity does not define your work. It doesn't, it just does not define your worth at all. You are not equal to the amount of work you produce in a day. That being said, should you try to be productive? Yes. Should you do the things that you signed up for? Yes. Whether that be a job, whether that be your schoolwork. Don't neglect your schoolwork by taking breaks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it is necessary for you to just take a second to just regenerate energy. So I've tried the Pomodoro technique while studying, which is when you work for 25 minutes and then take five-minute breaks in between. And this has increased my focus and concentration on the task at hand because I know that I only have to do work for a certain amount of time before getting a break. So it just really makes me work really hard towards it. If I'm like, oh, I have five minutes until I get my five minute break, I'll be like, okay, let me give this last five minutes everything I have, be productive, try to get this organic chemistry problem done, or try to write one last paragraph, whatever it is that I'm doing. I just try to cram it in and then I'll get my break, which is really nice. And I know there are a variety of apps out there that do this. I use the Focus Plant app and it like grows trees over the 25 minutes, it's so cute. And so then if you go on your phone, before that, it cuts down the tree, which just makes me really sad, so it makes me not want to do it. My friend actually has one that it bakes you like cakes like cakes and like little treats and stuff, and so if you touch your phone, then the cake gets burnt, and that would also really upset me, so I would not do that either. Um, it just really helps me stay focused, and they just have like the regular Pomodoro Technique ones that I've used before. Um, And it just is like a timer for 25 minutes and then a timer for five minutes. But I think the ones that are more interactive and like fun, like the cake one or the plant one or the other ones that they have out there, just incentivize you to not get whatever the punishment is for touching your phone in the time of 25 minutes. And it makes those 25 minutes go by so fast. I remember I had been doing a project last year um, and I really needed the app for this one. Normally, I will just put it on if I'm just trying to study, but I had an assignment to get done, and I remember it made, like, the two hours of doing work go by so fast, and I was being so efficient because I would, like, get up and stretch, or I'd, like, go get myself a snack in my five minutes, do whatever, like, just jog in place for a few minutes, and that just, the timer was like, okay you have a certain amount of time to do something, and this also works for um, like cleaning or um, what's it called, just really anything that you could use to be productive if you're like writing an assignment or doing something that you don't wanna do, I would definitely recommend those apps. The fourth task that you can do to be more productive is to get work done with your friends. I know that not everyone is able to work with their friends without talking. I am a yapper. I love to talk. I love the sound of my own voice. Hence why I just started my own podcast. But um, I just think going to the library or going to a coffee shop with a friend helps hold you accountable. So at least when I see my friends or my roommate getting work done, I feel more motivated to do my own work or if I was, if I'm getting work done at a coffee shop and I, like, have all, like, my laptop out and my notes out and all that stuff, like, I don't want people to think I'm being lazy and just scrolling on my phone. So I'll actually, like, start typing away at whatever I'm doing or getting my work done and pull up my, pull up my like, biochemistry notes so that they see that I'm, like, smart. And it's it's so fun. It just incentivizes you to be more productive. I know that doesn't, that's not gonna work for everyone. A lot of people I know um, like working alone or like going out to study alone, but even just changing your scenery, getting outside of your room or getting outside of the library place that you normally go to can do wonders for your work and just for your mental wellness. I know last year as a freshman, I felt so stuck at the bottom of Peabody. It has hardly, it has like windows, but not in the rooms, like the study room. I remember last year I was just so tired and I just wanted to get out so bad. It's like the Vandy bubble that we have. They really do make it possible to not leave campus to get everything that you need. Obviously, like groceries and stuff like that, but it just is crazy. So I feel like getting outside will definitely help if that's something that you're struggling with. And I've seen people online share that if they go out with their friends they'll take a piece of like blank paper and then they'll write down the stuff that they think about telling their friend during this time I should do this with my friends because this allows them to get work done for a certain amount of time and then once they're ready to go they'll remember the things that they wanted to say once like the study sesh is over so I'm sitting with my friend, and I just constantly want us to take our headphones out and talk. I'll probably, like, close my laptop and talk for a good hour until we're like, oh, we're supposed to be working on something. So I I need to actually, this is a very good idea, and I definitely will be trying to do that. And then on top of that, I just love to do mundane tasks with my friends. It just makes everything so much more fun to do it with someone else. Like if you, even if you aren't in the same class or like you're not talking during it, it's just nice to have company. I know, like I said, not everyone is like this. I, sometimes I'm not a people person. Generally, I would say that I do enjoy the company of other people. I, I like to think of myself as independent, but I have been told that I'm not the most independent person ever. There's nothing wrong with that either. But if you gave me the option of, like, going to the gym or workout class with a friend or studying with a friend or going grocery shopping with a friend, whatever, just regular shopping with a friend, I will, nine times out of ten, choose to do that with someone else. And I think it just, like, it helps hold you accountable. Well, not while you're, like, shopping and stuff. Maybe some my, my friends convince me to buy things that I don't need. And we just, like feed off of each other. But in the sense of studying, I think you, it can be really helpful just to have one person that maybe you go to the library once, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. because you guys are both free and you're like, okay, we're gonna get something done during this time. We're gonna um, get one assignment done or read one chapter of this book for this class. It just it just helps to have someone else know your schedule and um, know the things that you have to get done. And the fifth thing that you can do to increase your productivity is to just do things for yourself. I personally love to read. It refuels my energy and it just makes me so happy. My first year of college, I did not prioritize like my mental or my physical health at all. It was so damaging because I just felt like crap. I was so unhappy with myself and the way that I looked and that was so damaging because it like ne- like negatively impacted my self image and i was not partaking in any of my hobbies i wasn't reading i wasn't exercising which honestly is a newfound hobby for me exercising was not did not used to be one of my hobbies but this school year i feel like i'm actually living i feel like it's really easy to forget that even though you're in college and you have a lot of things to do that these four years are meant to be enjoyed too they're not just meant to grind out work. And I, I just know, I don't want to feel, when I look back in my four years at Vandy, that I didn't do anything for myself or I didn't enjoy my time. And I think it's really easy, especially for in my own experience, being pre-med and having a STEM major, it is really, really, really hard. And all of my other friends have also experienced the same thing, I think especially my ones that are, like, pre, like, just pre profession like, work, I guess, like, pre-law or pre-med or pre-PA, not to say that everyone else isn't working as hard, 100%, they are, I think everyone can, has the ability to fill their schedule to the brink, but the people that I know that are just working the absolute most are people that are, like, pre-professional, like, pursuing those kinds of degrees and so I just sat down with myself this year and I was like wow I don't go out which that hardly ever that's just a personal preference but it is so so important to live like live like we are actually living now because we are just because we have demands and assignments due and like people to please and applications to fill out and grants to fill out that doesn't mean that we get to stop living because it's really going to translate over into our adult life when we are fully adults and graduated from our like grad school or what when we're in our profession we will take the habits that we started now in college and translate them over so that means that if you're never going out, if you're never prioritizing your health, if you're never just trying to pursue your hobbies or finding new hobbies or going making time for your friends and your family, then when you're an adult, you're going to do the same things out of habit. And I just don't want that. So this year, I try to switch that. Having hobbies is necessary. So personally, I try to read at least a chapter of the book that I'm reading at night. So. Sometimes I'm really tired or I, I'll work at night, so I don't make it a rule, but I have noticed that there's a difference in how motivated I feel when I allow my t- myself time to do things besides work. This has also included working out because working out has helped me be so much more productive. I try to work out at least four times a week, and depending on the week, it it's more or less. This week, I have three Pilates classes booked which is on the higher end of how many times I attend a workout class in a week. I normally do one or two a week. I just personally found that going to a workout class makes me feel more motivated to work out. It's fun and I'm not the type of person who knows like what to do at the gym. So it just helps me because I'm not insecure about what I'm doing. Don't get me wrong, Pilates and yo- hot yoga classes and berries and stuff, it's intimidating to go to places like that for the first time but it's not like I'm standing in front of like oh a rack of weights I think that's how you say it the weights stand at the gym and am looking the 25 dumbbells in the face that I know that I can't carry even back to the chair like that is just the reality so I love attending a workout class there's some great places here in Nashville especially since we're so close to downtown in the Gulch um is mainly where all the workout classes that I've attended go to, and then a few in... um, Where have I gone? There's some in Hillsborough Village, and then um, there was another one somewhere else that I am just blinking on, but there are definitely classes out there if you're not interested in the rec center. And then I... Want to acknowledge how expensive they are to go to. I know that is definitely a privilege. I have a job that allows me to pay for attending these workout classes. And I I don't know. Going to there's nothing wrong with going to the rack at all. This is just what personally has helped me stay active and love what I'm doing. And so if you find out that attending these classes is better for you, then I would recommend it. I think normally, depending on the place, the first classes are free. And then I don't want to cancel them because of how expensive they are. So I'll force myself to go even if I don't want to because I don't want to pay the cancellation fee. Even if I like work the night before, I go out with my friends the night before, I have definitely had those days where I go out and then the next morning I have like a 9 30 Pilates class schedule and I feel like puking in a bush but you know moving your body has so many benefits physically and mentally which is just really the point that I want to stress so working out just enhances your cognitive function it stimulates the release of dopamine and serotonin which are so important they make you happy they make you feel more relaxed and then it helps to reduce stress and increase your energy levels, which are essential to getting all of your tasks done. And that is all the actual tips that I have for you on staying productive, but I just wanna stress again how important it is to your productivity to take care of yourself. It is, it's necessary to keep on partaking in your hobbies and the things that you enjoy and keeping yourself active and hanging out with your friends and seeing your family. Those are all parts of being productive. And I hope that to those of you listening to this episode that you choose to redefine productive in your own way, whether that means you're getting at least a few of your assignments done for a day or you're going to lunch with a friend that you haven't seen in a while. I think we just all need to redefine what the word productive means and make it our own. Some days you may get all of your assignments done and that 100% I've been there and it feels absolutely amazing but if you get have the things that you need to get done and then you stop to go grab dinner with a friend on a Friday night I don't think there's absolutely anything wrong with that and I wanted to end the episode with talking about my favorite book that I'm reading right now I figured that this would be a fun little thing for me to do at the end of every episode is to give you a book recommendation I am I will admit I'm into contemporary romance so I have been reading the third book of the Knockout out series by Lucy Score so the third book is about um, um, Lucian and Sloan and it's probably my favorite book in this series this far I really really love the first one the second one was okay I liked it it was good but the third one's definitely my favorite um I love reading and I want to share that with you guys so I definitely would recommend that one and so I think every single every single episode will just have like a little a little book chat my friend one of my bestest friends Bella she loves the a court of thorns and roses I personally do not know how I feel about it I tried to listen to it in an audiobook and in the first five minutes I was like absolutely not I felt like I was thrown into the story I was so confused but if you're into fairies I think it is if you're into fairies and fantasy like that definitely go check that out I do own a kindle my lovely roommate got it for me it was the probably my favorite Christmas gift this year I absolutely love my kindle so if you're looking for a gift for your fellow book lovers. I know everyone will hate on, or like the paper book readers will hate on it, but I have found it so helpful while traveling. I've only had it for, well, since Christmas, so two months now. I've read five books, I think, on my, no, more. I've read some, uh, I want to ballpark it around seven books. It has been so nice, especially since I travel a lot From home and um Chicago or obviously from Chicago to Nashville so that's been helpful because you can like download all your books and so when you're on vacation like me you don't have to be like okay I'm only gonna bring two books because I don't have any more space in my carry-on or my luggage now you can bring all the freaking books that you want because it's all in the little Kindle I absolutely love it I would 10 out of 10 recommend But that is the end of today's episode. I want to thank y'all for joining again and hope to see you next week.